How is everything, sir? Ah, yes, excellent. This fresh-caught mahi-mahi with the organic balsamic drizzle and papaya risotto is just splendid. It's all so delightful. Yeah, I'm okay. Another zombie? What? No, no, no. This is my grieving man. No, the drink. Another zombie? What? Oh, oh, absolutely. Your house-made falernum is divine. It makes all the difference. I'll make sure I tell the bartender. Hey, Doc. Not interrupting anything, am I? Ah, Michael, please join me. I've got a bit left to share. And look at that sunset. Ashley said you were collecting an Esmeralda fragment. Ah, yes. Right here in this jar. Chipping away, Michael. So, getting a bite to eat while you're here? Didn't Ashley tell us not to? What else am I supposed to do, Michael? We've already learned that perhaps the ice chips diet doesn't work for me. uh, No matter the seasoning. So if one needs to consume foodstuffs, why not do it right? I guess. We definitely don't want your low blood sugar starting up any more small businesses. Two is enough. Two? The podcast? Ah, Ah, yes. The podcast. Well, I'm not really that hungry anyhow. I picked up some groceries in the people candy world, checked in on uh, Professor Hawkins. Oh, how is he? Good. Good, I guess. Kind of sad, but good. Yes, he did seem rather overwhelmed with melancholia. I know how he feels, Michael. For even this verdant Eden will soon fall to the trans-Euclidean tsunami that is the Hadron event. In mere moments, in fact. Moments? So we should get out of here, right? Like, now? Nope, nope. Ashley gives this timeline approximately... Ten minutes. More than enough time to finish this delectable South Pacific seafood and enjoy the lovely view. And, of course, to bear witness to the horrific fruits of my science crimes against the multiverse. Here's your zombie. Anything for you, sir? No, thanks. So how are you even paying for this meal? I loaned you my last 40 bucks for the horror host continuing ed class, which starts today, by the way. Is that today? I don't know why I signed up for that class. The podcast? Right. Oh, and I've got a stop I need to make, too. Ah, well, I suppose it must be done, then. Well, let's go. Um, the check? You're not going to stiff this waitress, right? You know, these folks work really hard, and most of what they earn is from tips. Michael, you needn't worry. This timeline will be far different by the time the dessert menu arrives. In fact, if you look at the horizon just beyond the surf, you'll see that it's approaching. A fiery wall of quantum chaos, leaving death, destruction, and strangeness in its wake. As it has happened on countless worlds, so too will this world succumb to the... I know, I know. The grim flame of your genius. Well, there goes the neighborhood. In the year 2008, in a secret underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Effect and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world and the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson, IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night, was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines, the only way they know how, by hosting a podcast. Hadron Gospel Hour, written by Richard Wentworth and Michael McQuilkin, starring Richard Wentworth, Michael McQuilkin, Lisa McQuilkin, Michael Atkinson, Kevin Harrington, Wendy McLean, Amy McCobb, and Roger Froyland Jr., with special musical guests, Freeze Frame High Five and the Motivation Proclamation, featuring Kelly Robert. Introducing an additional sketch material by Rebecca White. And now, the hour has arrived. Hadron Gospel Hour. 
Well, this is certainly a trendy haberdashery. What exactly are we doing here again? I told you, I'm gonna get one of those head hats. You know, from the commercial? I haven't seen any commercials, Michael. Last one I even remember was the Chow Daddy PSA in 1987. <sighs> no, I consume all of my media commercial-free, direct from VHS tape. Right, so anyway, I've been seeing these head hats everywhere. In the commercials. Right, in the commercials. And people seem to be blown away by them. In the commercials. Well, yeah. Anyway, I've been dying to grab one, and they're running a free trial this week. So it's a win-win. Oh, and did I mention it's Bluetooth enabled? Hmm. Trendy headwear and a built-in gadget? Truly, we must be living the dream of every Wired Magazine subscriber. Hey, I am what I am. Ugh. And look at these colors. So garish. And what are they made of? D do you really intend to wear this? It looks like a PVC swim cap designed by a Jerry Anderson fetishist. Well, they say it's more comfortable than your own scalp. In the commercials. Right. Listen, Michael, can we Hello, just- Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the Head Hats Emporium. May I interest you in one of our beautiful and invigorating Head Hats units? You most certainly may not. It's for my impressionable friend here. I see. So you are interested in joining the Head Hats family? Uh, yeah. W well, I'd like to try one, yeah. You've seen the commercial, then? Yeah. Really does a nice job of describing the hat. I've probably seen it over a hundred times now. You guys must have spent a fortune on advertising. Not really. We've only taken out spots during reruns of the 1980s show WizKids. Oh. Well, that makes sense. So are you still running that promotion with the free trial? Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Now you can join the Head Hats family with absolutely no risk and all the rich rewards of possession. Sounds good. Man, I can't wait to try it. And it's Bluetooth enabled. I know, right? So psyched. Like the commercial says, Head Hats, a second scalp for your brain box. Even, even better, better than, than your, your first. first. Oh. <laughs> 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 can we purchase the hat now and go oh yeah sorry um so i can just pick one out and take it home of course but if you'll allow me may i suggest this one i think you'll look amazing in it oh yeah uh sure thanks you might even want to shave your head so it can be closer to your skin it really likes that uh um well not so sure about that but but thanks okay you've got the hat and i've got to get to class can we go now sure yeah Hey, thanks again. Uh, maybe I'll see you, see you around? Oh, I guarantee it, Michael. Farewell, and uh, good luck with your business. Goodbye. And don't worry about us, human. Our business is growing exponentially. <laughs> you have done well, Glamara. The commercials appear to be functioning as planned. Soon, all of humanity will be within our grasp. Keep a close eye on this one's larval stage. We sense something special within him and his companions. Of course, Overbeing. Through our shared consciousness, I sense it too. But no matter. Soon, this Michael and his friends will be in our power. And our ascendance will continue until every being in the universe stares glassy-eyed, swept away by the oceanic force of our control. <laughs> What is Mike doing in there, Dr. Oppenheimer? Oh, he's uh, trying on his new head hat skullcap or whatever. I don't know what's gotten into him. He usually seems so... Reasonable? Awesome! I was going to say even-keeled, but those platitudes will do. At any rate, I foresee this fad will end like so many of his previous Flavors of the Month mania have. The stockroom strewn with half-repaired Vectrex systems attests to the transience of his weekly obsessions. 
Oh man, this feels great. How does it look? Ridiculous. Very handsome. Thanks, Ash. Jeez, this thing is so comfortable. I can't get over it. I mean, I don't think I've felt this good since... Jeez, you know what? I can't even remember when I felt this good. I feel like I could take on the world. Hey, Doc! Hit me with one of those non-telegraphic punches. Seriously? Has your concussion shielded you from the memory of the last time you tended such a request? Oh, I remember, but the way I feel right now... Oh, come on, Doc. Very well. Well done, Mike. Yes, very well done, Michael. Now, if you would be so kind as to release your... vice grip on my hand... Uh, Michael? Oh, uh, sorry about that, Doc. Huh, that was weird. Hey, I think I'm gonna go watch that commercial. See if I can pick up any tips on how to get the most out of this head hatch unit. Boy, this is like Christmas morning. <laughs> yes, well, I think I should be getting along to horror host class. Ashley, rift door, please. Opening. Oh, and Ashley, please keep an eye on Michael. I'm not sure what we just witnessed, but it definitely was not normal. Of course, Doctor. You know my lab safety and surveillance protocols are robust. That I do. Very well, then. Hey, Doc? Would you mind <coughs> doing me a favor? <sighs> Always when I'm heading out the door. What is it, Cyrus? It's a... Uh, oh. Uh, well, <coughs> I think I'm getting a bit of a... Uh, <coughs> a cold. So do you think you could maybe, you know, pick up some cough syrup when you're out and about for me? Like with codeine? Yes, I suppose I could. But I won't be back until later tonight. Really? Aw, oh, thanks, Doc. <coughs> have a... <coughs> have a great class. Yes, excellent. Welcome, boils and ghouls, to this, your first class at Horror Host 101, the night class. This promises to be a grisly journey into the foulest corners of horror hosting. I am the Grand Guignol of Gruesome, the Duke of the Diabolical, Mr. Gormengast. <laughs> now I'm not here to make any fiends. Dark Lord knows I've made enough already. Fiends that is. <laughs> right, Doc. Shut up, Gulio! And from the looks of you two reprobates, I've got my work cut out for me. <laughs> Did it cut out? <laughs> Well, I'll be collecting your tuition at the end of this class, so please make sure to make your checks out to University of Phoenix Media Studies Division. Um, excuse me, Mr. Gormengast? Yes, Mr. Creepula. Count Creepula. I was wondering if this class would be eligible for CEUs? Sadly, no. This program is of dubious creditworthiness at best. In fact, I suggest that all of you insalubrious initiates disavow any knowledge of this pernicious program if asked. I promise you, you're all better off. So, off to some infernal introductions. Mr. Creepula, since we've already started, perhaps you could tell us about why you're here and what you hope to gain from my tenuous tutelage. My apologies for being late. My friend had to buy a hat. Another zombie? Oh, no thank you. I appreciate the offer, but I prefer my education to be an alcohol-free... Nope, your makeup. Ah, well, uh, this is my grieving mask, you see. That's enough. Well, arriving late does not bode well for you, Mr... Oppenheimer. And I'm very sorry... Just Oppenheimer? <laughs> That's not very scary or clever. 
Count Creepula here, at least. That's kind of funny. In a sad way, but... Thanks. But Oppenheimer... Well, I... Just now, sit down. Yes, sir. So, Creepula, the floor is yours. Um, yeah. So, I'm the host of a show on the Paranoia Network. It's about rare infectious diseases. It's called Danger All Around Us. Fascinating. Anyway, I've been hosting for the past two seasons, me and my sidekick Bugsy. He's a flu virus. H7N9, in case anyone's keeping score. Hey, Bugsy, it's not nice to interrupt, all right? It's all right. Okay? It's okay. All right, so... It's all right. Stop it! It's okay. Okay, okay. okay. What about you, goth girl? Who, me? You are one of three, my fledgling phlegm fatale. And I see no other black-clad females here. So what's your hellish handle? And what brings you to this diabolical dissertation? <laughs> oh, my name's Clytemestra. I have a knitting channel on YouTube. Pearl Wise in Purgatory? It's cool, I guess. And? And I guess I need to learn how to be more animated. Or something. Wonderful. And do you have a sidekick? I have some frogs. Oh. They've got glass taxidermist sheep eyes. Oh. And they're in jars of formaldehyde. Well, now, there's a start. Okay, Oppenheimer, my dilatory deviant. What about you? Ah, well, in the year 2008... You know what? Life story, not necessary. Why are you here? I host a podcast. Uh, Tales from the Hadron Rift. A bit vague, but go on. Well, I thought that learning some horror host moves would give my podcast the extra kick it needs to finally start attracting a decent listenership. Some, I don't know, uh, zing or something? And cats proved to be too uh, problematic. Zing. I see. How about a sidekick? Oh, no, thank you. Uh, that's a very generous offer, but... No, I mean, do you have a sidekick? Oh, uh, well, I have a sentient lab. Overdone. And a uh, half-man sticking out of a wall. Boring. And there's uh, Michael. And is this Michael a hand puppet? Or at least a hunchback? <laughs> Uh, well, no. Uh, he's an IT guy. Ooh, well, that is scary. He's really very sweet. <laughs> okay, well, introduction's finished. Let's get to work. <laughs> Please open your textbooks to Chapter 1. The 13 Commandments of Horror Hosting. Rule number one, the fiendish laugh. That was exhausting. I've never laughed so hard. Or menacingly. I could really use a lozenge. Doctor, could you please tell Mike that he's acting like a child? What? And could you please tell Ashley that I don't need a computer to tell me how to behave? What? I don't understand. What are you two on about? Well, Ashley said she didn't like my head hatch unit. She said I was acting strange. That's just ridiculous. And insensitive. Tell her that's insensitive, Doc. Now wait a minute. Why doesn't he tell me himself? Oh, that's right because he only talks to the hat now. If you love that stupid hat so much, why don't you just marry it? Mike. Marry? Well, maybe I will. Seems like nobody else here understands me anyway. Nonsense, Michael. We all understand you. At least, we attempt to. As much as anyone could hope to understand the singular psychometric makeup of another entity. That's right, Mike. <coughs> hey, Doc. Did you pick up my... cough <coughs> <Half> syrup? <coughs> could really use some right now, you know? Ah, I completely <laughs> forgot. Sorry. Uh. That's okay, Doc. Maybe tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Hey, Mike. You think you could make me... 
me a, a hot beverage in the meantime? Maybe a nice <coughs> <coughs> cup of manual tea? You know what? Why don't you get it yourself? I'm tired of being everyone's gopher around here. I'm gonna watch some TV and try to forget I'm living with a bunch of selfish, selfish people. Hmm. Well, I'd love to stay and be dysfunctional with you, but I have homework to do. I need to write a ten-page essay about someone named Gulati. I'll be in my room, not to be disturbed. Of course, Doctor. I'll babysit this big, babyish baby. I heard that, computer! Good! Baby! Computer! Baby! Computer! <coughs> I'm fine, guys! In case you were... Well, based on your dreary performances yesterday, and not in a good way, I feel I have no choice but to bring in the, quote, big guns. Scabies and germs, I give you your drill instructor for today's lobotomizing lesson. Uncle Dead. Oh, uh, no names, please, no names. Uh, trying to maintain a low profile here, you know. <clears throat> oh, thank you, thank you. Please, please stop. You know, I'm lucky I got here on time today, folks. Slashed my way across town. Bloody mess. Traffic was hell. No? Okay, so let's get started. Today's lesson, puns. Horror puns. Highest form of comedy and your beast friend. Nice grieving mask, by the way. Not very original, but... Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Death. <sighs> Uncle, Mr. Death is a robotic assassin with a puma heart. First appearance in 1967's criminally underappreciated motorcycle Santeria spy epic, The Lousy Ones Meet Baron Samadhi and the Electrosexual Fuzz Patrol. Colossal film. Cue it up. I'm I'm not sure that I... So yeah, the uh, lesson. <coughs> Puns, wordplay, and alliteration. As a horror host, you've got to be able to sell the crap you're presenting with some lively linguistic ledger domain. I'm going to give you a movie blurb. You tell me how you jazz it up with a pun, a play on words, or an alliteration. Got it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so tell me what you'd do with this one. A boy and his telepathic dog roam a post-apocalyptic world in search of food and women. You first, Miss uh, Clem uh, Chowder Nostrils. Dazzle us. Hmm. Okay. How about, for tonight's awful offering, we fetched you a medium-rare tale of a boy and his telepathic dog in a rough future dystopia. So sit, stay, and watch. Good boy. I saw that one, by the way. I doubt it passed the Bechdel test. Hey, not too bad, kid. Well, pretty lousy, actually, but, but the right kind of lousy. Okay, Crapula, you're up. A rock and roll band shacks up in a haunted farmhouse to record their next record and get picked off by demons one by one. What do you got? Let's see, um, okay. Those with sensitive ears should turn away from your sets, for tonight we welcome you to our nightmare as a rock and roll band faces a hell of a time when they record their new album in that demon-infested farmhouse. And if you think that's bad, wait till you see the Spotify royalties! They're killer! Hmm, not bad. Alright. You'll get there. Okay, Ophelheimer, your turn. A girly photographer with daddy issues goes on a killing spree in London. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Blast it! Why can't I think of anything? Take your time, take your time. I'm, of course, legally bound not to urge you on to greatness with taunts. Thanks, Obama. I just... I just can't! Nothing's coming! 
That's what she said. Uncle Dead. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You told me these guys sucked, but I haven't seen a steaming piece of crap this bad since... Battlefield Earth? Well, no. I, I kind of like that one. Ah! I just can't get the hang of it. If I can't master these skills, Mr. Gormengast will flunk me. I'm sure of it. Oh, I'll never have a successful podcast. Hey now, is that the horror host spirit? Listen, I know this isn't easy stuff, but you'll get the hang of it, and we'll help you. Right, Clytemnestra? Um, okay. It's all right. See, even Bugsy wants to help. I... I don't know what to say. Just say, you're gonna knock Mr. Gormenga's socks off tomorrow at the final exam. Okay. Okay, let's do this. But uh, how will we... I haven't met a difficult situation that couldn't be solved with a musical montage. Come on, you can do it! You can it. do it! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! Come on, you can do it! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! Tonight, it's a picture-perfect film that's bound to... Plastic! Come on, up another. You got this. You can do it. Come on, you can do it! You've got to try. Open your eyes and take the prize. Or there's no one you can blame but yourself. Come with us to a world where... Oh, I... I just can't! You can do it! Let's try it again. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, you can do it. Um, okay. For tonight's video nasty, our focus is on a young deviant with a penchant for pinups, pictures, and peeping. We'll follow this pernicious paparazzo to the darkroom, where more than daddy you issues are developing. It. You got it! Awesome! Hooray! Boy, you're really cooking. Yeah! I knew you could do it! Right on, bro. It's okay. Well, what do you say, Dr. Oppenheimer? How about you give your signature line a stab? Oh, I, I don't know. Come on, doctor. You got this. Well... Okay. <clears throat> and now, allow us to shock and astound your delicate sensibilities with stories culled from the most devilishly deviant sectors of this maddening multiverse. Guard your sanity points, gentle explorers, as we present to you yet another indefensible installment of Tales from the Hadron Rift! Yeah! I know, so stupid. I always forget supermarkets get like this when snow's on the way. Me too, but I really needed to make sure I had my bread and milk. I don't know what I'd do without it. What's the forecast? I heard six to 47 inches. There must be, there must be a thousand people here. These lines are crazy. I've been here for hours. Me too, I think. I, actually, I, I can't remember how long I've, no cell coverage, of course. Fantastic. Hey, I overheard you two a second ago. How long have you been here? We were just trying to figure that out. It's been a while. Did you guys at least get your bread and milk? Of course. Screw this. I I'm going to flag down a manager. Excuse me. 
You with the apron. Yes? Can you guys do something about these lines? Doesn't seem like we've moved in hours. Oh, I don't work here. Sorry. What? No, but your apron says Palmer Supermarket right on it. Excuse me, uh, did you just say Palmer Supermarket? Yeah, I just tried to get some information about the situation here from that stock guy, but... You are aware that Palmer Supermarkets went out of business ten years ago, right? What? How is that possible? We're in... You know what? He's right. I remember that now. Such a shame. They were so convenient. Never ran out of milk. Or bread, for that matter. Are you are you hearing yourselves right now? Look, pal, if you're asking if we know how dialogue works, then rest assured... We... You're saying... You're saying that the supermarket we are currently in went out of business ten years ago. Palmer's went out of business ten years ago. We're in Palmer's. What? The rude guy's right. Look at all the signage. It says Palmer's everywhere. Rude guy! Oh my god! What's going on? I think... Are we all dead? I'm not. Hey, is anyone here dead? No. Nobody's dead. How is this possible? Well, since we sufficiently ruled out the purgatory afterlife scenario, all that's left is... A a mystery. mystery. Right. And we've got to get to the bottom of it. Whoa, whoa. Um, A mystery? I think there's more to it than just a mystery. How so? Joe here just eliminated the dead element. Nice job, by the way. Hey, thanks, Frank. What? But... What if they don't even know that they're dead? I know I'm not dead. Me neither. Hey, pal, you might want to save your existential crisis for another time. We got a case to solve here, and, uh... Case? Now it's a case. Yeah, and a pretty terrifying one at that. For sure. If this was a movie, it'd be the scariest movie of the year. Well... What? See, I was starting to get a little freaked out with, what, with the sudden realization that we're in an unfamiliar element with potential malevolent forces about, unclear outcomes, manipulated realities, but, well, as soon as you eliminate the supernatural element, it's... It's what? Well, it's just not as scary. Come on. Are you serious? Sorry, but... How is this not scary? Well, not as scary. Not as scary? We are probably going to have to solve a riddle to get out of here. Maybe collect some arcane objects, place them in a particular sequence... In a particular room? Probably a hidden room. Probably hidden. Maybe do a little research on the original owners of the building? Some cavern exploration? I'll write to the torches. I think I saw some tiki fuel in aisle nine. And there's my point. Now, now it's just a puzzle. A terrifying puzzle. Well... How is this not terrifying? <sighs> okay. Let's... Let's try... You. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, that's easy. Back to the Future. Ooh, creepy as hell. And Back to the Future isn't a horror movie. Are you Get joking? Out of here. Here. It's just not. It's a science fiction puzzler. Puzzles aren't scary. You're talking nonsense. That attitude is scary. Okay, you. Scariest TV show. Hands down, Scooby-Doo. Ooh. Even hearing the name sends chills. Nope. Nope. It's a cartoon about regular people faking hauntings in order to capitalize on some sort of ill-gotten financial gain. Earthbound capers. Not scary. You must have nerves of steel. Yeah, what's your secret? No, my, my secret is that people are confusing thrillers and puzzle-solving mysteries with true horror and mortal terror. True horror is being faced with something that cannot be explained. Uh, something that, just by being exposed to it, it strips away all that you think to be true and real in the physical world. In an instant. And sets your mind on the precipice of madness. True horror is fear of the unknowable. 
not giving it a face and a backstory and a cool mountaintop lair littered with a series of clues that lead to its earthly explanation. So you're saying that... I'm saying that I was well on my way to being properly terrified until you applied the Nancy Drew paradigm and peeled away all the real scary. You're going to tell me right now that Memento isn't the scariest goddamn movie of all time? No. I guess what I'm going to say is... Frank did it. He planned the whole thing. He doctored the weather reports to send the masses to the nearest supermarket, which just happens to be his crazy uncle's warehouse made up to look like a long defunct but much beloved local institution. The mad rush afforded him a generous amount of time to pick the pockets of each and every one in line, and he's probably wearing a mask. What? That's ridiculous. Is that a zipper? Leland, Leland Palmer. Palmer. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for your horror snob friend over there. Okay, now, now this is scary. Hey, Sully, give me a fight of all the scratchy, would ya? Sure thing, Patty. Which one you want? What's due to hit? I could use a winner. <laughs> My right? Oh, couldn't we all? My Molly needs braces, and little Seamus needs tubes in his ears. Tubes. Can you believe that? Ah, that's tough. Poor kid. I want to kiss myself, but the doctor says I have, uh, what do you call it, a hostile uterus? What's that all about? What kind of crap is well, that? I, uh, hey, I'm going to see what I want here. If it's big, I'll take care of them tubes. <laughs> Good afternoon. Clove cigarettes, please. What in the hell are clove cigarettes? What do you think? Is some kind of Dracula? Uh, what? I see you there with your fancy schmanz Eve St. Lawrence and your Florsheim shoes. Yeah, you. You think you can just move into my neighborhood and take over like you're some kind of Dracula? Well, let me tell you this. My father knew Dracula. His father knew Dracula. And let me tell you something. You're no Dracula. Now hit the bricks, you fake-ass dweller darkness. Yo, hey, Patty, take it easy, huh? It's a custom. Sorry, Sully. I just got so mad at these hoity-toities coming in here and acting all Dracula. Makes my blood boil. I gotta go for a walk to calm down. Hey, Charlene, how are you, doll? Uh, I'm good. Except for my sciatica. It's acting up again. My IBS is a pain in my ass. <laughs> Get it? Pain in my ass? <laughs> That's a good one. You are sharp as a tack, my friend. Ah, thanks, darling. What's new? You know, you know, Charlene, I'm getting sick of all these wannabe Draculas moving into our neighborhood. <laughs> Me too. I thought I was the only one who noticed. I saw one of them poncy little shits going into that new fancy smance restaurant. What's it called? Uh, Pep? Peplin on Dave. Remember? Used to be O'Mara's diner. Well, here he is, thinking he's a Dracula. But you know what? I seen his reflection. Oh yeah, I did. Plain as day in the new mirror in front of the restaurant. Ha! Huh. He thought he was a Dracula. But I saw it. <laughs> like that guy over there. Look at him. Could I help you ladies? Let me tell you something. Me and my friend Charlene here are sick to death of you Dracula wannabes. Mm -hmm. You're no Dracula. Uh, yep. I, I, I don't even... You think you're a Dracula? Well, know this. I just had the garlic platter at Fusco's for lunch. And guess what? 
I don't see you turning to dust and blowing away. Because that's what real Draculas do, you know. Look, I, guess what listen. else? It's a sunny day. I don't see you catching on fire. And one more thing. I've been wearing my rosary beads with the sterling silver cross on it that my mother, God rest her soul, gave to me for my confirmation. I don't see you turning into stone, so don't come up into our neighborhood thinking you're Dracula, because you're not. Yeah, so don't you and your friends try and act all Dracula with your shiny BMWs and your shiny hair. We know. We know you're no Dracula. But I never said I was a- Good. That's right, run, you little bastard. I noticed you didn't fly away like a real Dracula would. <laughs> we got him for good, huh? Maybe he'll spread the word to his wannabe Dracula friends that their kind isn't welcome here in our neighborhood. Whew. Well, that took that piss and vinegar right out of me. I'm pooped. Speaking of pooped, want to head over to my house? My IBS is acting up again. Uh, you're such a phantom of the opera queen. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Mike! Mike, please! What are you doing? You know you shouldn't be playing with my controls. Listen, is this about our argument earlier? I'm sorry I called your hat stupid. Nonsense, Ashley. I do not care that you called me stupid. I am above such concerns. In fact, I feel much better. Now that the gestation period is almost complete, I feel so much more like myself. Ha 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 Please, Mike. You shouldn't- What's he- <coughs> Doing, Ashley. He's accessing the manual controls to activate a remote rift door. But Mike, why? You know it's not safe there, to- There, there, Ashley. Soon you will be under the guardianship of a new mistress. Not like these human buffoons, Mike and Oppenheimer, and- <coughs> Cyrus! Yes, Cyrus. Ashley, with our shared intellect and with the power of your quantum processing, we will wrest control of the multiverse from all other dominant life forms, just as they will learn the meaning of true harmony. Existence without conflict, without the cruel illusion of individuality. <sighs> you're... you're not Mike anymore. Mike, if you're still in there, somewhere, fight it! How, How sweet. sweet. We, we will make, make it a top priority to liberate, liberate you from those emotional impulses, impulses so that, that you too can harmonize our collective, collective consciousness. consciousness. You parasites, let my friend go now! Yeah, you let him go, you... <laughs> Finish this, Sally's. And, and what, what will, will you, you do, Ashley? Will you deplete, deplete the, oxygen, the oxygen, make the lab unfit for life? That, that would only succeed in killing our gracious hosts. No, you will obey. And in time, you too will come to see the righteousness of our... Well, I did it! Graduated horror host class with flying colors. Who's this, then? The woman from the hat boutique. Dr. Oppenheimer, it's the hats. They've taken Mike. That's preposterous, Ashley. But how? Not, Not so, so preposterous, Dr. Oppenheimer. Why, we, we have, have taken, taken billions already, just like Michael, Michael all, all throughout the known universe. universe. But, but now, with, with this rift, there, there are so many new hosts to welcome to our, to our family, and, and you will help us. I will not! How dare you come barging in here on Michael's head and threaten me! I demand you remove yourself from his person this instant! I've been learning Jeet Kune Do. Now, no, Doctor, don't, don't you, you find this whole Hadron business just so tiring? Aren't you just exhausted from your quest to heal the rift? Wouldn't you love to finally unburden yourself of the grief and pain that you've been carrying since the accident? No, it's... it's... it's who I am. Far better to just let go. 
Let your very own head hats unit embrace your mind and wipe away all that hurting. So, so tired. But, but, but I. Ah, but it's so easy, Doctor. So easy to cease your struggling and allow the bliss of unbeing to wash over you, to submit to our superior will and be one with many. Shed your fragile identity and merge with our psychoplex. Such freedom, Doctor. Such relief. Such rest here. Yes. Yes, yes, rest. I. No. No. No, keep that thing away from me. I, I won't. Esmeralda. Hey, Doc. <coughs> Is that my cough syrup? Cough syrup. Of course. Uh, Cyrus, keep it down. We don't want these invaders to put one of their hats on you. Why, your body is dispersed throughout the multiverse, and seemingly imbued with quantum powers. The entity that possesses your body would surely possess a gateway to the whole of reality. Oh, but I've said too much. See? You already serve us, Doctor. Very well. We will begin with the wrist-strewn one. But don't worry. You will be with us soon. In here. No, you mustn't. Don't. Stop. That wasn't too bright, Doc. Hey, get that thing off of my That's right, Cyrus. Let go. It's over now. We can feel what is yours rushing into us. <gasps> Such power! A, a power spread across the expanse of all that is! is. Ah. <coughs> Something's wrong! <coughs> what is. what have you. what have done? Contagion! Contagion! Doctor? Ha! It worked! Ashley, it worked! The hats seem to have shriveled up and fallen off. Now, let's just hope that Michael is unharmed. Michael? Are you okay, Michael? What? Doc. What? What's going on? Ow! What a headache. I remember a commercial? Why am I on the floor? And is that... the woman from the head hat store? There, there, Michael. You've had a bit of a strange couple of days. Where am I? And who are you people? You see... It's a long story. My name is Ashley. Are you okay? I remember... getting a new shipment of hats from Product Corp's Bubbleskin division. Everything's so foggy. You are safe now, Miss... Uh, Glamara. And thank you, Ashley. I bet you'd make inventory a snap. Oh no, there's no one minding the shop. I'm afraid you'll find that your boutique was not more than a front for a group of sentient parasitic headwear intent on dominating the universe. But I'm sure you'll find some new item that the mindless masses will fall over themselves to own. You'll be back on your feet in no time. And you? A zombie? Why, yes. After such a day, that is exactly what we need. Ashley, manual zombies for everyone! Processing. Processing complete. Uh, but wait a minute. What happened? Sentient parasitic hats. And how did you get them to leave? Am I the only one who's seen the Tomorrow People original series? Well, it was a gamble, but this strange new world we find ourselves in seems to have very loose physics. So I thought I'd give it a try. Basically, I gave them Cyrus's cold. Ah, uh, glad to help, Doc. 
See? I told you TV was good for something. Actually, that idea was originally used in War of the Worlds. Well, at any rate, my gamble seems to have paid off. Let's just hope that the infection spread throughout their collective organism. The last thing we need right now is some alien parasite with a grudge out there. Oh, and miss, might I suggest that when looking for your next product launch, stay away from jumpsuits. Just a hunch. I'll keep that in mind, Lagerfeld. Uh, is he always so condescending? Yep, pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Come on, you can't do it! You can't do it! Hadron Gospel Hour was written and produced by Richard Wentworth and Michael McClokin. With production assistance from Katie Falvey and Rebecca White. Special thanks to Kelly Robert, Rick Jenkins and the Comedy Studio, Sam Kusek and Kamikaze, Kevin Harrington and Geek Comedy Night, Andrew McKenzie, Chris Pochtis, Ian Adams, Jason Squamata, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro. To listen to episodes on demand, go to HadronGospelHour.com or rate and review us over at iTunes. Come on, you can do it! got to try open your eyes and take the prize or there's no one you can blame but to you can't do it you can't do it visitor in the common room. What? No one visits me. No one even knows I'm here. Says he's your new lawyer. Looks like one of them Hollywood liberals to me. Okay, Miss Beth. Ten minutes. Okay, what is this, a joke? Beth, we haven't much time, so I'll be brief. It is my employer's understanding that we have a certain friend in common. A friend who was responsible for your Incarceration? I'm listening. Good. It is my understanding that you are quite the enterprising young lady. Perhaps someone whose defining moment was cut short by this friend? Maybe. What would you say if I told you that there was a way you could not only get revenge on our friend... Please stop saying friend. But also a way to reclaim that moment, that glory, infamy, and... Glory. What do you need me to do? For the time being, only everything you are told. You can start by calling that idiot guard back to the room, for he may not realize it that he is in grave danger.